A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. The angel brought me back to the entrance of the temple, and I saw water flowing out from beneath the threshold of the temple toward the east. For the facet of the temple was toward the east. The water flowed down from the southern side of the temple, south of the altar. He led me outside by the north gate and around to the outer gate facing the east, where I saw water trickling from the southern side. He said to me, this water flows into the eastern district down upon the Arabo and empties into the sea, the salt waters which it makes fresh. Wherever the river flows, every sort of living creature that can multiply shall live, and there shall be abundant fish. For wherever this water comes, the, sh the sea shall be made fresh. Along both banks of the river, fruit trees of every kind shall grow. Their leaves shall not fade, nor their fruit fail. Every month they shall bear fresh fruit, for they shall be watered by the flow from the sanctuary. Their fruit shall serve for food, and their leaves for medicine.
A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, you are God's building. According to the grace of God given to me, like a wise master builder, I laid a foundation, and another is building upon it. But each one must be careful how he builds upon it, for no one can lay a foundation other than the one that is there, namely, Jesus Christ. Do not know, do you not know that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person, for the temple of God, which you are, is holy. Dominus Vobiscum, Since the Passover of the Jews was near, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. He found in the temple area those who sold oxen, sheep, and doves as well as the money changers seated there. He made a whip out of cords and drove them all out of the temple area with the sheep and oxen and spilled the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And to those who sold doves, he said, take these out of here and stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples recalled the words of scripture, zeal for your house will consume me. At this, the Jews answered and said to him, what sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered and said to them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews said, this temple has been under construction for 46 years and you will raise it up in three days. But he was speaking about the temple of his body. Therefore, when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this 
and they came to believe the scripture and the word Jesus had spoken. Verbum Domini. Today, the church celebrates the feast of the dedication of the Basilica of St. John Lateran in Rome. And the Lateran Palace and the Basilica were a gift to the church from the Emperor Constantine sometime in the early 300s. Although we are used to seeing the Holy Father preside over masses and hold events at St. Peter's Basilica, St. John Lateran is actually his cathedral the place where the seat of the Bishop of Rome is located. And the readings at Mass for today's feast all have to do with the theme of the temple of God. While the first reading in the gospel pertain to a physical building that is dedicated to God, St. Paul teaches in his first letter to the Corinthians that the temple of God is something different altogether. In fact, it is the people who are the temple of God. And when we celebrate the feast day of the dedication of a church building, we express our gratitude to God for providing us with a space where we can gather as fellow believers in Christ and partake in common worship and in communion. And the Basilica of St. John Lateran has universal significance for Catholics as the cathedral of the Pope, the Bishop of Rome. It signifies the universal communion that we enjoy as a church with the vicar of Christ on earth. Each local Catholic community <coughs> is not only united to their local bishop, but also to the Holy Father. And hence, we are reminded today of the four marks of the church that we all hold in common as members of the mystical body of Christ, the church that is, as members of the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. And the beautiful Basilica of St. John Lateran materially represents the spiritual reality of the church as the people of God. And the Catechism of the Catholic Church says in paragraph 756, often too, the church is called the building of God. The Lord compared himself to the stone which the builders rejected but which was made into the cornerstone. On this foundation, the church is built by the apostles, and from it the church receives solidity and unity. This edifice has many names ascribed to, to describe it. The house of God in which his family dwells, the household of God in the spirit, the dwelling place of God among men, and especially the holy temple. And here's a key part of this paragraph. The te this temple, symbolized in places of worship, built out of stone, is praised by the fathers, and not without reason, compared in the liturgy to the holy city, the New Jerusalem. As living stones, we here on earth are built into it. So in other words, while the beauty of places of worship, such as the Lateran Basilica, is admirable and awe-inspiring, it is the beauty of the church comprised of the living stones of the people of God 
that is far superior. It is the people that make the church and not mere stones or bricks. We are being built into this gorgeous edifice into the uni- in the unity of the Holy Spirit <clears throat> who sanctifies us by his grace. And on this feast, we not only celebrate a mere physical building, but also the true nature of the Catholic Church itself. Not only do all the members of the church in heaven, on earth, and in purgatory comprise the one holy temple of God, but each one of us individually are God's holy temple. This is truly an awesome reality, if we think about it. And yet this truth should not lead us to become swollen with pride and arrogance, but rather to be filled with a sense of awe and humility. We should be humbled by the thought that God has chosen to make each of us members of the body of Christ into this holy temple, a place where his his spirit makes his dwelling. This is not only a tremendous gift that has been bestowed upon us, but it is also an awesome responsibility. And anyone who has walked into the Lateran Basilica in Rome has witnessed firsthand its majestic and glorious appearance. It is loaded with beautiful sacred art, gorgeous statues, and incredible architecture. It is a representation of our own souls and how we should strive to become beautiful spiritually, just as this church building is physically beautiful. Our souls should be so radiant with the love of Christ that poor souls can come and find rest and comfort with us because they they can see and they can recognize the presence of Christ in us. Whenever we go, whenever we want to pray, sometimes we prefer to go to a church building where it is peaceful and can spend some time in silence in the Lord's presence. And being present in a church can have a calming, soothing, and comforting effect, especially if we're having a rough day or have just gone through a difficult time. And the church becomes a place where we can find refuge and peace. In a spiritual way, each one of us ought to be a place where troubled souls can come and find rest. And this is only possible if we continually strengthen our relationship with Christ through prayer and the sacraments and strive to always be a temple of the Holy Spirit. In the first reading, the prophet Ezekiel speaks of a vision in which he sees an angel who shows him the temple where water is flowing beneath the threshold of the right side, south of the altar. And the altar is in the heart of the temple where the sacrifices of the people are offered. And Ezekiel says that the water flowing from the temple, coming from the altar, flows down upon the Arabah and into the sea, the salt waters, which it makes fresh. And all along the river is found an abundance of life. Every sort of living creature, fish, and fruit-bearing trees with leaves that can be used for medicine. At the time Ezekiel uttered this prophecy, the people were in exile and Jerusalem was a barren wilderness. So it didn't look anything like what Ezekiel saw in his vision. 
The sea into which the river empties is the Dead Sea, which is one of the saltiest bodies of water on Earth. And if any of you have been there before, you know that when you go into the Dead Sea, you basically just float right on top of the water because there's so much salt in that water. And yet the, the prophet says that this stream of water that flows from the temple and into this salty Dead Sea will make those waters fresh, as salty as they are. Now, making the Dead Sea fresh in this way would require nothing short of a miracle. But the point of this vision is not to predict a future event, but to show how all life and grace comes from the Lord God. It is the Lord who bestows an abundance of life on all who believe in his word and who strive to live according to his word. It is not the temple alone that bestows life, but the presence of the Lord in the temple. And so when we, when we consider the, the side of Christ crucified, we know that it was pierced by a lance and both blood and water flowed forth symbolizing the sacraments of baptism and the Holy Eucharist. And hence, the side of the temple of God was pierced, and a life-giving stream flowed forth. And we who are baptized are grafted onto Christ and are incorporated into this living temple, the Holy Spirit, the body of Christ, the church. <clears throat> the image of water flowing from the side of the temple and producing an abundance of life throughout the land is a great representation of how each of us can become a conduit of grace and new life for others, so long as we are rooted in Christ. We too can participate with Christ in giving new life to a dying world by conveying the love of Christ to all we meet. And so on this feast of the dedication of the Lateran Basilica, May we all strive to live as a holy temple in the Lord and communicate the life of Christ to a world that is in need.